man, I'm telling you. Glory to God. <laughs> How y'all doing today? Surprise. <laughs> God is good to us. Everybody uh, stand on your feet just a minute. We'll make sure we open up a prayer and make sure we're all hooked up and in faith together. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. The Lord's going to help us. Say this after me. Father God, Father God we love you. We value your presence, your, presence, your, word, your word, your anointing, your, anointing, your, instruction. your instruction. Our eyes are on you. Our, eyes are on you. Our, ears, Our ears are tuned into you, you. with great expectation. With great expectation. We're, listening We're listening to what you have to say. Have to say. Lord, we Lord, we ask you for boldness, for boldness utterance, utterance, the anointing. The Gifts of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. as you desire, as you you direct, direct. this is your place, place. we are your people, people. get glory to yourself, yourself. in Jesus' name, name. amen, Amen. glory to God, you may be seated, beautiful fall day outside, my favorite time of year, glory to God, I, uh, so much enjoy the change of the leaves. Um, we live out in the country and it's such a beautiful view this year. I was wondering with the drought if we'd have a pretty fall like we did and it was just spectacular. The trees turning and of course I, uh, I like the smell of the leaves and the cold brisk morning air and the smell of a wood fire. Come on, I guess somebody agree with me besides the youth. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that time of year, gathering of uh, family, gathering of friends, giving of gifts, glory to God. Somebody says, well, Christmas is too commercial. You know, giving is God's idea. When it's, when it's done with a heart of love and it's done under his instruction, it gets good results. You know, he's the ultimate giver of the gift, is he not? What, what's the chief expression of love? Giving. giving. For God so loved that he He gave. And we're children of a love God, and we give too, right? And you know, I was thinking, um, because of precious people the Lord put around me, I'm saved. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I am who I am today, and I am where I am today because of the Lord's goodness, because of His faithfulness, because of His mercy, because of Him putting, over the years, there's been a handful of of, uh, men and women that He has placed around me and it's just it's absolutely amazing especially when you look back at it over the decades um one of the one of the more notable ones in my early years my uh, second job of all places i could land um i guess guess who trained me and taught me my job leighton vaughn dave's dad and uh, that was the first i had ever seen or really experienced a, a, a strong big, strong, huge man of God that, that loved the Lord and was kind and sweet. And it was a revelation to me. And I mean, he, he loved the Lord. Now, he could pick you up and carry you around, but he, he loved the Lord. And, and it was so, so precious that I got to spend time around him and got to be around him. And actually, um, me and Lisa and Dave and Kim, we went, all went to high school together, but I actually knew Dave's dad uh, much better. And years before I knew, I knew Dave. And uh, very interesting that the Lord is kind enough and thoughtful enough to do that kind of things for you. Has he done it for you? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm looking at a group of people that used to be lost. Yes. Am I not? And, and now you're found and now you're saved and you didn't know where to look, but he knew where to find you. And, and he sent people by you to minister to you, to help you, to bless you, to encourage you, to be sweet and kind to you and to say good things to you and not just to judge you and criticize you and condemn you. I mean, when you're lost, you know you're lost. You know you're messed up. You know you're hurting. You don't need some saved person to tell you how messed up you are and how hurting you are. You know you're hurting. What, what do you need? You need some love. So uh, as I was seeking uh, my heart on this yesterday, I, uh, I got a call at work. And basically, I should go home and study was the call. <laughs> and so I left and I went home. I got in the books and got in the notes and got looking. And I found... What, six or eight things that weren't right? Uh, wrong topic, wrong subject, wrong verse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I wasn't settled on it, you know, all the way up into the evening hours, I guess even even uh, 
as late as about 25 after 7. I wasn't settled on it. And it was funny because one of the verses I looked at, I told Lisa, um, she was she was helping me look up verses, and I, I told Kim between the services, I said, you just can't make up stuff like this. I said, uh, where's the prayer Jabez at? <laughs> and she said, well, it's in Second Chronicles. I said, look that up. And we looked it up, and I pulled it up there on the screen. I read it, and I said, that is really good. That'd make a great offering, but it's just not right. <laughs> And, and I just, I couldn't believe she picked that verse. <laughs> it was so good. And I wasn't doing the offering, so it didn't fit. But finally, I got it. And, and it thrills me because you take this very seriously. You, you don't just show up and come up with something off the top of your head. You want what God's saying. You, you want his word for the people right now, what needs to be said, what needs to be taught on. Because, I mean, there's infinite subjects in the word of God that you can teach on. And it's the same thing when, when you love on others and when you're kind to others. You really want to know what his heart is, what he's saying. Because he's saying something all the time and it's real specific. And it's good for us to hear it and follow it through. Amen. So if you would turn to uh, John chapter 13, verse 34. I'm going to be looking at it in the uh, New Living Translation. The title of my message today is Keeping the Love Command with Your Family and with Your Friends. Yes, I have missed it in that area before, but the Lord is merciful. <laughs> Anybody got some gatherings coming up? Then holiday dinners and parties and events and things to show up to? It's good when you show up and you're helping God instead of causing a problem. Just talking about me. <laughs> John thirteen thirty four. This is in red letter, and this is Jesus, the master, head of the church talking. He says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. For the believer, this is the prime directive. This is the New Testament commandment. Walk in faith. Yield to love, and it sounds simple, but let me tell you, if you're doing it right, it's a full-time job, and it's a life of changes and adjustments and corrections, and, and I'm getting better at it. How about you guys? I'm, I'm, I'm way better. I'm not, where I, I'm not where I was. I haven't arrived yet. <laughs> Verse uh, 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So I asked the question, how will the world know? Hmm? You guys, I'm used to Bible study. You can talk to me. How, how will the world know that, that you're his, that you know him? How, how will your friends know? How, how will your family know that he loves you, that he's good but by your blessings? No. See, that's where I started. Look, look at how God is. Good. He's so good to me, guys. I got a Corvette. Look at this. And that didn't bless everybody. <laughs> you see, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. They, uh, they will know that you love him by your love walk, by your kindness, by you acting like the father, by you acting like your dad. Not just by your faith, not, not just by your amazing knowledge of the scriptures. So some, some of your family may not need to hear the last 14 verses you memorized. <laughs> they may not need a new Bible for Christmas. They may not need three bags of stuff from the Word Supply from a preacher they've never heard of. You laugh, but I've done this stuff. <laughs> Lisa knows. <laughs> the Lord's merciful. It didn't always turn out good, but it didn't always turn out bad either. <laughs> but the thing is... Are, are you saying, Brother Rick, don't get somebody a Bible? No, I'm, I'm saying be led. Be led. Because sometimes love and kindness is what you're not saying. And, and sometimes walking in love is what you're not doing and what you're not commenting on. Amen? I mean, the last thing we want to do to, to friends and family is condemn them and criticize them and, and judge them and get around and complain and gripe, right? I mean, we're supposed to be the light of the world, are we not? Flip over a few pages to John 15. And I want to stay in the New Living Translation for this. John 15, 7. This is like the red chapter. Glory to God. 
Jesus said in verse 7, But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Guys, that's shouting ground. I mean, that right there was worth you getting out of bed and coming to church. That is a promise you can stake a claim on. He said it. Not some wild-eyed preacher made this up. Jesus, the head of the church, our master, our Lord, our Savior. He said, if you remain in me, my word remains in you. You can ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Is it true? Can you ask for anything? What about your loved ones? Not looking for a show of hands, but anybody know some folks that are still lost? Anybody know some loved ones that if, that if the Lord was to show up and split the eastern sky today, they wouldn't make heaven? I do. And I'm still believing for them. And could I encourage you, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop believing for them. Don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking God. Don't stop listening to His direction. Don't stop checking your heart, seeing what you're supposed to do, seeing what you're not supposed to do. Don't quit being an example. Don't quit praying. Amen? I mean, I am so thankful for the people that prayed for me when I didn't know any better and when I looked way different. I mean, <laughs> Dave's mother, she's in heaven now. And not only would she pray for his whole family, brothers and sisters, and she would pray for anybody that played with Dave. So, so I got prayed for just by showing up. She's like, I pray for him too. He's in save. He's, he's going to preach the word. He's going to serve God. I'm like, right. <laughs> and, and she believed it when it didn't look that way. I said, when it didn't look that way. You know, all you folks in here that are saved didn't always look this way. Didn't always come to church on Sunday. Didn't always act that way. Matter of fact, most of you acted like sinners. Wonder why. <laughs> right? But the Lord's been good to us, and we want our family to be saved, and we want our friends to be saved, and we want to be on God's side. We want to take our place with Him against the enemy, and we want to be a help to the Lord and not a hindrance. Amen? And the Word says, if you remain in me, and my Word remains in you, you can ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. You know, I was, I was thinking the presence of the Lord is so, so sweet. The, the anointing that you experience in, in services and, and the words of the Lord that are, that are so sweet. And the whole thing with the enemy is trying to get you to step out of that presence and trying to get you to step out of love and trying to get you to yield to the, fl to the flesh because if he can strip you of the anointing, if he can strip you of the presence of the Lord, you will be ineffective in ministering to your family. It's true. It's true. But... He's afraid of love. He's afraid of families. And if you stick with the Lord and you say what He says and you do what He says do, you cannot be defeated. You'll win. It'll work out good. Your, your, your family, they'll, they'll get saved. They'll come in. They'll serve the Lord. They're still breathing. It's not too late. I, I read in the Bible where back on a hill where there were crosses and there was a really bad guy that was hung up on the cross for horrible crimes. And at the ninth hour, just before he breathed his last, he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he's saved, and you'll see that guy in heaven. That's how merciful God is. That's how good he is. Don't let the devil tell you it's too late. Don't let him tell you it's not working. What reason has he got to tell you it's not working other than to get you to get discouraged and to quit? If he's not working, he would just be quiet and let you go along your way bumping along and it not working to be happy about it. When he's telling you it's not working, he's lying. It is working. Your loved ones are coming in. Your friends are coming in. Your family is getting saved. All of them. And don't just stop there. Believe for your kids' friends. <laughs> Believe for your neighbors, man. I mean, believe for the whole... Jesus died for who? The world. For God so loved the world that he gave. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And God wants everybody saved. And that's part of why he hasn't come back yet. The casualty is too great. There's too many people that are lost, and we've got a part to do. And it's a special time in which we live, and it's a privilege to live in this time. And to have time to change people's lives forever with the word that's in us, with, with the, the love that God's placed in us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where are we at? John 15, 7. Put up verse 8. 
When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. Part of the fruit the Lord's talking about is your family and your loved ones getting saved. Verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. You know, the Bible says love never fails. It never fails. It always works. We, we don't play nine-inning ball games. If it's the ninth inning and you're behind, good news. It's your bat. It's your ball. Don't quit. Keep playing. You can quit when you've won and when you're ahead. But until then, refuse to quit. Refuse to give up. Refuse to get in agreement with the enemy when he says they're never getting saved. They've been a heathen forever. They're not going to make it. They're no. Don't agree with that. Agree with the Lord. All things are possible to, to him that believes. Amen? Amen? And Jesus said, what did he say? Put verse 7 back up there. He said, if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you can ask for what? Anything. Somebody say anything. anything. I can ask the Lord. Everybody say it with me. I can ask the Lord. For my loved ones, my friends, my family to get saved, and he'll do it. Glory to God. He watches over his word to perform it. And you've got that verse, and then you've got the verse that love never fails, and you have confidence in that, and you have faith in that, and you don't give up on that, and you stick with that. Watch what God does. Watch what God does. You don't think he wanted just one of your whole family saved and let the rest of you go to hell, do you? He wants everybody. See, he is not willing that any should perish. And we ought to have that same heart and that same mind. We should not be willing to let anybody go to hell because they don't have to go. Glory to God. And our part is to stay in faith, to stay in love, to listen to the Lord, to say what he says, to do what he does. That's what, that's what brings them in. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 10 when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things that your joy may be full. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Second time he said it. Very important. This is my commandment, that you love each other the same way that I've loved you. Would this include your family? See, I keep asking that because I failed that test more than once. I've been around my family, and they know how to push my buttons. And they've known me for a long, long time, and they like to bring up stories of how dumb I used to be and some of the stuff I used to do. And well, you remember when you wasn't so good at choo-shoes and didn't go to church all the time, and want to have a drink. Come on, have a drink with us. It's okay. And it is so important that you yield to love, especially when you're around your family, especially when you're with your loved ones. It, it takes some fortitude. It takes some determination in it. Say this with me. Father God, in Jesus' name, I determine in advance to walk in love all the time, especially when I'm around my family. Don't let the enemy just trick you into being yourself and to letting your hair down and being all fleshy and doing whatever you want and saying whatever you want. Do you know how many times I've had to apologize for that? I just said the first thing that popped in my head. And I, I, I'm sorry, I just said the first thing that popped in my head. And I apologize for that. I don't know how many times the Lord said something to me. You know what he said? Quit saying the first thing that pops into your head. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> and, and things go so much better when you listen to him. And when you yield to him. And when you put your flesh under and when you quit letting little things bug you, it's, it's a distraction. It's an attack of the enemy to strip you of the love walk. It's an attack to get you out of the anointing. The devil will send somebody to park in your favorite place at that house or at that party just to mess with you before you walk in. It's not just me. He does it to everybody. And it's a trap. And we're smarter than that because we already know what's going to happen, right? And if we stay in love, and we stay in faith, and we don't quit, and we don't give up, we can't fail. Glory to God. I said we can't fail. Love never fails. John 15, 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for your friends. This is the Lord talking. When I was younger, I looked at that, and I thought, you know, that's cool. If I was in the military, I'd die for somebody. If the truck was coming to hit mom, I'd push her out of the way, and I'd die for somebody. And, you know, the Lord did that for us. But he did more than that. 
He sacrificed his life. He laid down his life every living day. He died to the flesh. He died to self. He didn't do what he wanted. He did what the Father wanted him to do. And that's what the love walk is. It includes your time. It includes your resources. It includes your money. Don't get scared. (laughs) It includes your faith, your abilities. Amen. It'll cost you something. Laying down your life for your friends, it won't just be a a one-time event. Most likely, it'll be a daily choice to put your flesh under, to not say what you're thinking, to sit there and be quiet, to not entertain that conversation, to not have a comment on what they just said, to just sit there and be sweet and kind and smile. Don't get too quiet. I'm talking about me. (laughs) Amen. John 15, 14, Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because the master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I've told you everything the Father's told me. I did, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. There's that promise again that he'll give you whatever you ask. And the fruit he's talking about, your family. That's part of it. Them them getting saved, them living a good life, them enjoying things. Amen. And then in verse 17, he said, this is my command, love each other. Glory to God. Love each other. Turn to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I want to look at this in God's Word translation. Now, we know from some study and some experience, this is the love chapter, and it's a description of our Heavenly Father. It's, it's a description of Dad. It's a description of the Lord and who He is, but do you realize who you are? You're His kids. You're love's children. You're made in love's image. It's also, when you look at 1 Corinthians, and I want us to look at it this way, it's a description not only of who God is, it's a description of who you are. This is how God looks at you. This is what he calls you. This is how he talks about you. This is how he thinks about you. He's a faith God. We're created in his image. We're created in his likeness. We're loved children of a love God. Amen? So that's how we ought to act and respond. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 I may speak in the language of human and angels, but if I don't have love, I'm a loud gong and a clashing cymbal. I may have the gift to speak what God has revealed, and I may understand all mysteries and have all knowledge. I may even have faith enough to move mountains, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. It's pretty straight, isn't it? How does does faith work? It works by love. You, You know, I found oftentimes... In my own life, when, you know, it doesn't seem like something's happened quick enough or I'm checking what's going on, it's not really a lack of faith all the time. A whole lot of times with me, it's a lack of love. I'm just not walking in. It's not that I don't know it. It's not that I haven't memorized it. (laughs) What did he say? This is the New Testament commandment. He said what? Love one another. That's different than memorize the verse. Right? That's different than buy the tape series, make notes. That's different than teach it in Bible study. That's different than it's a one-time event. This is an ongoing lifestyle of the believer to yield to love and to walk in it and to do it on purpose. And this is something you, you intend in your heart. That's what we said earlier. You intend this in your heart in advance that, Lord, you know, Thanksgiving week, I'm going to be with some family, I'm going to be with some friends, and I'm going to be the love of God extended. I'm going to be kind, I'm going to be sweet, I'm going to listen to you, I'm not going to stick my foot in my mouth, I'm going to stay out of certain conversations, I'm not going to have certain comments, and I'm not going to be judgmental, I'm not going to be critical, I'm just going to listen to you, and I'm going to be kind, and I'm going to be sweet. You? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Lord can use that. The devil is terrified of that. He's afraid that you'll actually go out and do it because he knows love never fails. You have to get results when you yield to that and when you walk in that and you refuse to give up and you do it day after day, week after week, year after year, month after month, holiday after holiday. Devil, I am doing this and I am not quitting. 
I'm not going to quit on my family. I'm not going to quit believing for them. I'm not going to quit on my loved ones. I'm not going to quit on my neighbors. I'm going to keep believing God till he brings every one of them in and we're all saved. And then we're going to go find some more people that aren't saved. And we're going to keep telling them that God loves them. Amen. And so many people, they don't need to be witness to. They just need you to be a witness. They just need you to be sweet. They just need you to be kind. They just need you to say something nice to them. They already know they got problems. They don't need you pointing fingers at them and, and, and pointing out their sin. And thank God, there's, there's no condemnation in this. I mean, everybody in here has missed it, some of us more than others, and God is merciful. God, he's not looking to hold. Do you know he doesn't remember your past? Do you know he's forgotten your sins? Do you know he doesn't hold it against you that he's cast it as far as the east is from the west? So there's not, no condemnation. Don't let the devil beat you up over having missed this, but just dust yourself off, get up and say, you know what, this year, I'm not going to miss it. I, I'm going to be sweet. I'm going to be kind to these people. The Lord's going to use me. The Lord's going to help them. The Lord's going to bless my friends. He's going to bless my family. And God's going to be glorified. Amen. He's going to be glorified. Verse uh, 2, are we in 2 or 3? You guys are great. I may have the gift to speak what God's revealed, and I may understand all mysteries and have all knowledge. I may even have enough faith to move mountains, which sounds impressive, doesn't it? But if I don't have love, I'm what? I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Everything in the kingdom of God works by the love of God. That's how your faith works. Verse 3, I may even give away all that I have and give my body up to be burned, but if I don't have love, none of these things will help me. Verse 4, love is patient, love is kind, love isn't jealous, love doesn't sing its own praises, love isn't arrogant, it isn't rude, love doesn't think about itself, love isn't irritable, love doesn't keep records of all the dumb stuff they did to you over all the years, get over it. <laughs> and this isn't just talking about God, this is talking about us. This is how God looks at you. So let's say it that way. Back up to verse 4, and let's say it and let's put us in there. Say this after me. I am patient. I am, patient. I am, kind. I am kind. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. I, don't I don't sing my own praises. I'm not arrogant. I'm not, arrogant. I'm not, rude. I'm not rude. I don't think about myself. How many times should we say that? I don't think about myself. I'm not irritable. <laughs> I don't keep track of wrongs. Glory to God. It feels good to say that, doesn't it? I mean, some of us need to read that lots, which is why me and Dave always teach this. <laughs> me especially. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, just show up and be kind and sweet and not criticize and not judgment. The enemy hates families. Have you figured that out? Do you know why? He's terrified of agreement. He's terrified. of. He has no weapon against love. He's terrified of love. And, and he knows. Man, when you all hook up and you all loving on each other and you all saying faith and walking in love and yielding to the Holy Ghost, he ain't got a chance. He knows that. His only weapon is to get you to give up and to divide and conquer. But how many of you are going to be smarter than that since you know what his plan is? Not going to let him divide me from my family. I'm not going to be an abrasive, judgmental, criticizing, condemning, complaining Christian that nobody wants to hang around. It should never be said of the believer, and I've heard it said, it should never be said of the believer that some people aren't saved because of those of us that are and act wrong. Right? I mean, the goodness of God leads men to repentance, so people around you ought to be want, want to be saved just because of the peace that's on you, just because of the love that's in you, just because of the kindness that you're walking in and the goodness and the mercy that you're walking in. Do you know God's not mad at you? And we shouldn't be mad at other people. We should just be loving them and just be sweet to them and just be kind to them because that's who your Father is and that is who He has made you. You're a loved child of a loved God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't just be yourself around your family and friends. Be love. Be who God's made you to be. Don't yield to your flesh. Stop before you say something and think. Just a minute. Taste the words. Try the words. Say, how's this going to go? 
<laughs> That'll give you a revelation right there. <laughs> now, I've done that before. I go, how's that going to go? Ooh, that's not good. And they look at me. They go, you okay? I'm good. You're awful quiet. Yeah, I just thought of 15 things I can't say. <laughs> give me enough time. I'll come up with something, and we'll say something here in a minute. Because I wasn't normally that quiet. <laughs> Verse 6. Love isn't happy when injustice is done, but is happy with the truth. Love never makes a big deal out of somebody else's mess up. Of course you lost your car. Idiot, the way you drive, time in jail, tear it up, get drunk, and of course it's tore up. Do I sound too good at that? That's not what we're that's not how love speaks. That's not how love acts. And we're to be kind. Of, find something nice to say. You know, I, I love that about Brother Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now. You know, I think he tells the time about he was in a funeral, and this guy was just like the meanest guy in town. And people lined up and saying bad things about him. And Brother Hagin's searching his heart, trying to find something good to say. And he goes, well, he's got nice teeth. <laughs> I mean, we should have something good to say about everybody, right? Or just be quiet. There's nothing wrong with being quiet, guys. We don't have to talk all the time. <laughs> Verse 7, love never stops being patient. Love never stops believing. Love never stops hoping. Love never gives up. Love never comes to an end. The King James in verse 8 says, love never fails. Glory to God. I was thinking um, just a few short years ago, my father-in-law, who has been so kind to me over the years and loved on me and taught me things about prosperity and uh, just been just been dad. And, uh, I mean, when you're with dad, you get to drive the big, nice car. And he'd say, you know, I remember the first time he put me in a big old Denali, and I'd never seen one and didn't know what it was. And he's showing me all the buttons. He says, well, here, let me get out. Let you drive, son. Why don't you drive? I said, this big thing? yeah, you can drive this. And I'm driving down the road. And you got to remember where I was. I'm being taught prosperity. Matter of fact, me and Dave are in Bible studies teaching other people prosperity. And he's messing with me in the car. We're, we're driving this thing. He says, don't you like this? I said, this is great. And uh, he said, yeah. He said, a kid asked me the other day at the gas station what kind of gas mileage it got. And I was thinking that question because I'm thinking, I couldn't have this. It doesn't get any gas mileage. And uh, I said, what would you tell the kid? He said, I told him, son, if you've got to ask what kind of gas mileage it gets, you're looking at the wrong car. <laughs> and I'm learning things. And, and he goes, isn't this nice? He said, couldn't you see yourself driving this? And I'm going, no. He says, sure, you can see you're driving. And, and the Lord's talking through him. And the Lord's going, you could have this. You could do this. This would be nice. So my father-in-law's always been kind to me and, and always been dad. And when you're out with him, you get to eat steak and lobster and extra dessert. And you don't care about the cost because he pays for everything. And it's kind of fun to hang around. And just a few short years ago, his best friend died. And uh, it, I, I knew he was hurting. And I love the Lord. And I love him. And I want to help him. And I've said wrong things. And I've given the wrong person a Bible at the wrong time and the wrong person a tape series at the wrong time. And I'm checking my heart and I don't know what to do because he's hurting and I love him and I want to bless him and I want to help him. And we spent the day together and, and we went to the funeral and I found myself really quiet at the funeral and didn't know what to say and just kept checking my heart, checking my heart. How many of you know if you don't have something to say, you ought to just be quiet? Anybody ever wondered why Jesus was doodling in the sand? The father hadn't said anything. Therefore, he hadn't heard anything. Therefore, he was saying what? Nothing. Nothing. But when you get it. After the funeral, he said, uh, hey, he said, let's take the family. There was a bunch of us. Let's all get in our separate cars. Let's go to this nice restaurant. We'll all have, we'll have dinner together. And I thought, that'd be, that'd be great. Let's go and have dinner. We're all having our steaks and ordering lobster and salmon. And Different good foods are being brought to us. And, and Dad sat at the head of the table, and he told me, he said, when she sit here next to me, I said, man, that'd be great. And I, so I sit next to him. And it was a big, long table, and everybody couldn't hear everything, but we kind of visited a little bit, you know, and, and just casual things, nothing deep, anything like that. And I kept checking my heart. I want to do something. I, I want to bless him. I want to help him. And finally I got it. I saw the lady bringing the ticket. And the Lord put it to me in a way that he could receive it because he would never let me, he'd never let me buy dinner in, in 30 years. He'd never let me buy dinner. I'd offered, and sometimes I offered to be nice because I couldn't have bought it anyway, and he knew it. But he said, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> this time I actually had the money to do it. And uh, 
I leaned over to him real discreetly and real quiet because I didn't want anybody else to know what was going on. And I asked him, I said, Dad, can I pay for dinner? And he got a tear in his eye. And he said, yeah, that'd, that'd be great. And it blessed him. And love gives. And love is kind. And love will make a difference in somebody's life. And it blessed him. And it's not that I'm all so great and I'm all so special. God privileged me to bless somebody through love. And I got to be there and I got to be available and, and I was equipped and I got to be used. And what a privilege. And that's why we're here, saints. You ever wonder why you're not in heaven five minutes after God saved you? You're here because he needs labors in the field and we're, there's work to do and we're to be out there serving him, loving him, blessing others, being kind, doing things for somebody. Sometimes they don't need a Bible, they need their leaves raked. It's true. It's true. And it's simple things like that. And, and you get that not by coming up with some great idea by yourself. You get that by looking to him, by looking to the Lord and by checking your heart and say, God, what is it? What, what can I do? What would... What would bless them? What would encourage them? What, what, would, what would encourage them not to give up? You know, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Amen? Go back to the very first verse in 13 Corinthians. Let's look at it in the Amplified Bible. Is this okay today? Lord's helping us. Glory to God. I, I, I know you guys are the same way. I, I care about my loved ones. I mean, as much as they've tried to irritate me over the years and things they've done, I sure haven't done everything perfect, and I care about them. And I, and I don't want them to miss heaven. I don't. I mean, what, what would heaven be without your loved ones there? I don't want to have that regret. I don't want to have that thought. I want to do my part. I want to do what the Lord's placed me here to do, and I want to be instrumental in love himself, the hand of God. I, I want to be instrumental in letting him use me to love somebody. To use me to minister to somebody, to be kind to somebody. How about you guys? Yeah. I know that's your heart. I know it is. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 in the Amplified, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men and even angels, but I have not love, I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting divine will and purpose and understand the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge. And if I have sufficient faith so I can move mountains. Pretty impressive, huh? But I have not God's love, God's love in me. I am a useless nobody. Man, I don't know who wrote the Amplified, but he don't mess around with words. The King James would say that in a word that didn't sound so bad. <laughs> well, it says if you don't yield to love and you don't walk in it, you're useless. In other words, God can't use you. I want to be used to him. Increased ability. I want to be available to be used by the Lord. I, I want to be instrumental in loving my, my loved ones, my family, my friends. And, you know, if I don't lead them to the altar, that's okay. God's got all kinds of folks that they can hear from and all kinds of folks that they'll listen to. Um, I had one of them tell me one year, this was so funny, this was a family member. Um, they said, I... Uh, I saw you on the internet. I said, you did? Well, what was you watching? Well, I said, Faith Life Church. Now, I wasn't watching church, mind you. I was just looking at you. <laughs> I said, that's okay. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> the Lord is kind, isn't he? Glory to God. Verse, uh, verse 3. If I dole out all I have to the, to the poor... In providing food, and if I surrender on my body to be burned in order that I may glory, but I have not the love of God, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Verse 4 Love endures long. Love is patient and kind. Love is never envious or boils over with jealousy. Let's, let's say that over ourselves. Say this after me I endure long. I, endure long. I, am, patient. I am patient. I am kind. I am, kind. I am never envious. I'm never jealous. I'm never boastful. I'm not proud. I'm not haughty. Glory to God. Glory to God. So be Y'all believe that? That's how God looks at you. That's how he thinks about you. Glory to God. I'm not touchy. <laughs> well, you could camp on that a while. <laughs> you know, God needs us to be a witness 
not necessarily to go a witnessing. They may not need to hear a sermon near as much as they need a hug. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Verse 5. Love is not conceited. Love is not arrogant, inflated with pride. Love is not rude or emanity. Put that cigarette out. Don't you know? I can't stand the second hand. Come on. I don't want to be around that. I'm saved. You smell like alcohol. What's wrong with you? I'm not the only one. I can tell by the smiles. <laughs> A lot of us thought it, but some of us were dumb enough to say it. That's not how you win the lost. That's how you offend people. That's how you strip yourself of the anointing. You strip yourself of the presence of God and become ineffective. And we're not going to do that. Right? We're going to yield to his love. Glory to God. Say this with me. I am not conceited. I am not arrogant. I'm not inflated with pride. I am not rude. I am not unmannerly. I am not unbecomingly. But I fully yield to God's love. I do not insist. On my own way, my own parking space, or my favorite chair at the table. I'm not self-seeking. I'm not touchy. I'm not fretful. I'm not resentful. I keep no record of wrongs. I don't pay any attention to evil that's done to me. And I prefer everybody over myself. I can do without just so they can have. <laughs> That's how it is, right? That is my confession. I'm sticking to it. That's me right there. That is me. That's what I do. That's who I am. That's how I act. The devil's a liar. He just told a whole bunch of people it's not true. It's true. This is how God looks at you. This is who you are. This is how you're to act. This is how you're to respond. And this is what you say in 35 seconds. If you should slip up and say the wrong thing, you go back and, oh, Lord, forgive me. I'm, I'm walking in love. I'm your child. I am not. I'm resisting that. I'm not going to yield to that. I'm going to yield to your love. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to say the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing. Glory to God. Verse 7, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love never says, I've had it. I'm done with you. I'm tired of believing God for you. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. That right there. Believe the best. Not the worst. Not what you saw last year. Not what they did. They believe in the best. They're not believing. You know what? I bet Uncle so-and-so is going to be there. Man, is he an idiot? I don't even want to be around him and hear what he's got to say. No, love doesn't believe that. Love believes that he got saved last week and you ain't found out about it yet. Love believes that love never fails and you're going to keep loving him and being kind to him so that in the middle of the night when he's hurting and in pain, the Holy Ghost will have something to remind him of that you were kind, that you love him, and that God loves him too. Amen? That's how they'll know. They'll see the love in you. They'll see you walking it out and they'll want to be around you. They'll want to be around that anointing. People should feel welcome at church. People shouldn't feel out of place here. People shouldn't feel unwanted here or unneeded here or useless or unnecessary. No, they should feel the love and the encouragement and the friendship and the fellowship. Amen? Be kind to them. Be sweet. Be quiet. You don't have to have a comment about everything. And you don't get to just be yourself around your family. Be who God made you to be. Glory to God. Go to Romans chapter 2. Look at this in the King James. Romans 2, 4. Glory to God. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. When I first found that in the Bible study, that was one of them verses that I said, show me that is too good to be true. 
I thought for sure God got people to heaven by telling them how dumb they were, how much they needed to repent, and how they were sinners going to hell and hellfire and brimstone. But the Bible says what? The goodness of God leads men to repentance. You know what that is? That's you being sweet. <laughs> come on, don't expect the Lord to come down here and do everything for you. <laughs> Right? He'll go with you. He'll equip you. He'll anoint you. He'll strengthen you. He'll give you ability. And you get to do it. Every one of you. Every one of us get to. And it's a privilege to get to do it. Put that same verse up in the New Living Translation. This makes it really, really plain. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? (laughs) Say that with me. I am wonderfully kind. I am tolerant. I am patient, just like my father. I am a loved child of a love God. <laughs> Can't you see that it, his kindness is intended to turn you from your sins? It is the kindness of God. It is the goodness of God saying that I love you. I care about you. It's all right. Do you know God is not holding your past against you? He's not holding it against your friends or your family either. He's placed it under the blood. He's just waiting for us to receive it and to walk in it and to yield to it. Amen? Turn to, uh, in closing, go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Boy, that's a bunch of twos. Glory to God. And I want to look at that in the NIV. Oh, man, you guys are so sharp. Glory to God. I missed that on the first service, and they... They picked it right up. Too many twos messed me up. <laughs> Flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord of a pure heart. Now, who is the understood subject here? Who's he talking to? He's talking to me. He's talking to you if you're reading it out of your Bible, right? And he's telling us, grow up, change, Walk in righteousness, faith, and love, and peace. And that's what we're to do. Verse 23, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. (laughs) Because you know they produce quarrels. (laughs) Might not be a good time to ask who they voted for in the last election. (laughs) You could just avoid that conversation. I, I mean, in my family... We have different rooms that we gather in, and you know, some people hang around around the kitchen, which is one of my favorite areas, and some people hang around around the television, and then others will be in the dining room. And sometimes you just need to get up and excuse yourself and totally walk out of that conversation because it's a landfill and there's no good going to come out. You're just going to stand there and be quiet and think of 40 things you can't say, and you're just better off to go have a cookie. <laughs> Some conversations you should not engage in. You should have no opinion. You should just smile and God loves you. (laughs) Find somewhere else to hang out. Verse, um, (laughs) Verse 24, And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Everyone say this with me. I'm kind to everyone. This includes my family. family. Amen. Amen. I mean, so be it. I'm kind of, that is my story. I am sticking to it. According to the Bible, according to the Lord, I'm kind. I am kind. Verse 25, those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Repentance is a gift from the Lord. Verse 26, and that they will come to their senses. This is talking about lost friends, lost loved ones. That they'll come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive at his will. It is not the Lord's will that your family be tormented and be tortured and be lacking in peace and lacking in finances and lacking in ability and lacking in food and housing. It's, it's not the Lord's will. He's good to all. I said he's good to all. Glory to God. It's it's his will that they come to their senses and that he grants them repentance and they get out of that trap. Amen? Um, Let's go one more. Go to to Matthew 
chapter 9, Matthew 9.35 in the King James. The Lord looks at things. Have you figured out he looks at things different than you do? He does. I've looked at somebody before doing something dumb and thought, man, they are dumb. And the Lord says, they're like sheep and they need a shepherd. And I love them and I died for them and I care about them. And it's not funny that they're hurting. And I want to be able to move and to do things in their life if they just turn to me. Matthew 9.35, And Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease amongst the people. Is he the same today? I just love to read healing verses. (laughs) Verse 36, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted, they were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Put that up in the NLT. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of the area teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. Verse 36. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. How many of you guys are glad you met the good shepherd? And, And you want everybody to know, right? And sometimes we've got to dial it back just a little bit. Zeal without knowledge isn't real good. And, and see how the Lord looks at them. And see how he loves them. And see how he thinks about them. Amen? Everybody stand on your feet. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said this, he said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen? And I think it would be appropriate if we would take these scriptures to heart. And if we would come before the Lord in agreement and ask him. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'd do it, right? He said, if you abide in me, my word abides in you. You can ask what you will and it will be done with you. Did he say that? I think it would be good that we ask him for our loved ones and that we ask him for our family and we ask him for our friends and purpose in our hearts that we do our part to be a help and not a hindrance. Amen? Glory to God. Say this after me. Father God, God, we come to you in Jesus' name and we thank you for the blood. Thank you you. that you are our God, you are our our Father, you You have saved us, us. you are ours, ours. and we are yours. And And Lord, we ask ask. in faith, in in Jesus' name, name. for our family, for our our friends, friends. grant them the gift of repentance, repentance. send labors into the field. People they can hear. People they they will listen to. to. Help us to do our part. To to walk in love. To to stay in faith. To to never give up. up. Help them them to come to the saving knowledge knowledge of the Lord Jesus Jesus so that they will know know just how good you are. are. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We refuse to give up. We refuse to quit. We'll stay on this forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. You got something to sing?